Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about easy ways to make your home smart and life easier with voice agents is Dr. Galena Reitz. Dr. Reitz is the Faculty Program Director at the University of Maryland College of Information Studies. Dr. Reitz joined the iSchool after 12 years as a faculty member and administrator at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Dr. Reitz has presented her research at venues around the country and internationally, as well as consulted with technology companies on the design of new devices for older persons. The presented content does not provide or constitute medical, financial, or legal advice. The content is for information purposes only. Viewing or listening to the content does not constitute a physician-patient, dentist-patient, fiduciary-client, or attorney-client relationship. How are you doing today, Dr. Reitz? Doing great. How are you, Jason? Very good. Welcome back. This is our third time together, so I am excited for our webinar. Um, before we get started, though, for those that are joining us live, if you have any questions, type your questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So, Dr. Reitz, I'm going to turn it over to you. Easy ways to make your home smart and life easier with voice agents. Yes, thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It's one of my favorite things, uh, especially recently since we have all been homebound and I've been experimenting with a lot more uh, smart tech. So I will definitely share some of my personal experiences, but I just wanted to kind of give an overview. And, and this is obviously uh, some specifics and then some kind of uh, broader ideas about how to make your smart, uh, how to make your home smarter with the internet of things. So I'll cover very quickly what is uh, smart home tech. I'll give you some product ideas and then just kind of give you a sense of how to connect it with your voice agents if you already have an Alexa or a Google Home. And you know, once again, this is just kind of a, a brief overview. I can't connect your home fully in 20 to 25 minutes, but I'm hoping that you get some new ideas and get excited about smart home technology. I think it's the future. And you know, I've, with my experience working with older adults in research, some of the comments I've heard is, well, I don't want to install a, a smart light because I want to get up and go and turn off my light and get that exercise. And yes, that is absolutely valid and true. But at the same time, the convenience is really amazing because sometimes you're laying in bed and you don't want to go downstairs and turn off all the lights. So smart home tech has really come a long way. And it's really the idea that we're connecting, that everything is sort of connected. It, we're building this ecosystem in your home. So not just um, internet on your smartphone or on your computer, but your doorbell, your lights, your cameras, your windows, everything is synced together. And there's lots and lots of options. So I'm giving you some of my favorites today in terms of products. I'll talk about some price points because for all of us, that's important. And I know that this really kind of relies on somebody ha having a smartphone, um, having the ability to um, purchase some more expensive technology, have an Amazon account. So mind you, this is not for everybody, but it is something if you're interested in, I'm hoping that you'll get some, some exciting ideas today. So I've tried to break it down into categories. I'll touch on convenience smart tech. I'll talk about some security and then sort of the fun and voice. And you know, what are some of the capabilities of the Google Homes, the Amazon Alexa that most of us 
have in our homes and we, we're interacting with, but really give you some insight on what are some ways to make everything sort of connected, make some routines for your home. And that way you don't, you don't actually have to have that much interaction with your smart devices. You can have them ready to go at a certain time in the morning. So, um, I will also talk about the Amazon Care Hub. This is something relatively new from Amazon. It is focused on caregivers and taking care of family members who are aging. So I'll give you a brief overview of that. And of course, offline, I'm happy to talk more about how that works and my experience with the Care Hub from Amazon. So in terms of convenience, some things that I want to share with you are, of course, smart lights, small, uh, smart bulbs, things that you may have heard of, the thermostats um, that are smart that you can control with your, um, with your mobile phone, and then some other ideas about maybe if you have pets, um, maybe if there's things that you're worried about in terms of your home, you can put a sensor. And of course, you know, there's lots of fun things that are not necessary you don't need them in your home but they make the experience of a smart home a little bit more fun and exciting so i'm hoping that you you get some some cool ideas today so um as i mentioned i can't really uh, build an ecosystem uh, smart home uh, in 20 minutes for you but i can give you some ideas so there's there's a couple of ways that you can approach this especially if you're new to any of these technologies or peripherals that kind of connect together so if you don't want to do anything DIY, if you don't want to go on Amazon and purchase different peripherals yourself and connect them, you can definitely start with a hub. So the one that I recommend is the Samsung SmartThings hub. It's really well done. There's lots of different components that connect to the smart hub. It's relatively easy to set up, which I think is a lot of the reasons why we don't equip our homes with smart devices. We think that the learning curve is too high. We have to tinker with our phone and try to connect them. But the SmartThings Hub makes everything really, really easy. And I am not, I am not sponsored by any of these companies. So this is just from personal experience and my own personal research. So of course, there's lots of different options and different price points, but I just want to give you some ideas of where to get started. So with the smart things, um, if you already have some Samsung devices, that would be great, but you don't need to. There's lots of different peripherals that this would connect to. And as I said, it makes things much easier to connect than actually going into your phone, downloading an app, and then going through the setup process. Of course, if you're like me and you kind of like to do research and don't necessarily want to be married to just one hub, you can go on Amazon, do some exploration, specifically if you're looking for a particular device or tool, and you can kind of DIY it, and you can control it with your smart speaker or with your phone, and there's lots of options. So you don't have to purchase the most expensive peripherals. There's light bulbs that are very inexpensive and uh, smart plugs. So if you are the type that likes to tinker, I would say do some re uh, do some searches on Google and kind of see what the options are if you want to kind of take it one step at a time. So the big question, if you are going with voice to control your smart home, which device should you go with? Well, this is my favorite answer, and I think I've done it in past videos, but it depends. It depends <laughs> on many things, and ultimately, it depends what you like. If you prefer Google, you can definitely go with Google Home. If you love Amazon and you already have some, you know, we're all using Amazon, but if you have some Amazon products or if you feel like it's easier to interact with the Echo device, 
Amazon Echo may be the way. They are relatively comparable when it comes to the type of streaming they provide, the price points. You could really find the speakers, the smart speakers, almost in an identical price when it comes to just the speaker or the one with the screen. And um, of, of course, it depends what type of music you like. So if you prefer Amazon streaming music, that might be a better option. If you like YouTube and you would like to have a YouTube video on on your Google Home while you're cooking, that may be a better option. From my personal experience, I have both because I am in the space and I like to explore different options. And I would say I use them for different things. I have a Google Home screen device and I have a lot of Alexas that are just um, just the speaker because honestly, I find the sound a little bit better, but that's something that you probably wouldn't notice. And another thing to consider is once you select a voice device, and of course you don't have to, the peripherals that I'll talk about, you can 100% control from your, from your phone. However, if you don't want to tinker with your phone and you just want to walk into your home and just use your voice to turn everything on or off, this is the reason why I think um, this is a good option. So lots of uh, different varieties for both the Google Home and Echo, as I mentioned, screen, no screen, really good sound, mediocre sound. Now they have um, Echo with a clock, which I think is amazing because we are all used to looking at our phones for the time, but now it's sort of like an alarm clock next to your bed. So that's a great option. And um, as I said, there, there's other voice technologies that are not as popular as, as Google and Amazon that are less expensive, but you probably wanna go with one of these two. And ultimately, what fits better in your home? If you are someone who likes aesthetic, maybe Google Home is better because it's white and beautiful and there's more color choices. Or if you just don't, you know, worry about that. You can just get something that's kind of a big cylinder and, you know, put it in the middle of your home. So lots of different options. And ultimately it depends uh, what peripherals you really like. So you kind of have to start where you are. If you already have a Nest, let's say doorbell or some cameras, you may want to go with Google Home because Google Home has the rights to Nest, much like Amazon has the right to certain peripherals. So they have ultimately completely separated in terms of what are the extra things that they connect to each of those devices. So that's one of the reasons where you kind of have to make a choice and go with it. Unlike me where I have both of these devices all over the, the house and it gets a little bit confusing for my kids because they'll, they're calling Google <laughs> Alexa and, and the opposite. So you want to probably keep it streamlined. So let me talk about a couple of convenience uh, peripherals that you can or cannot connect to voice, um, but they, they do make life a little bit easier. And like I said, sometimes we're, we're resistant to incorporate smart technology into our home for whatever reason, but I would say start slow and see how you like it. I guarantee you'll probably change your life. And I don't say that lightly. So, um, just to give you a quick example of a smart plug, I have one obviously in almost every room, but it's such a nice way, particularly when you set up a routine, I can say, hey Google, turn on the lights upstairs and it will turn every single connected light upstairs. I have a downstairs, but of course I have each of the plugs named different things, so I don't have to turn them all on or all off. It is very, very convenient, especially when you're away from home and 
you can actually have Alexa on your phone and you can say, Alexa, turn on my lights at home. And before you walk into your house, everything is already on and you don't have to worry about the darkness. So really convenient. There's lots of really great options. There's some very inexp inexpensive plugs if you just want to jump in and try it out right around eight dollars and i have some product recommendations at the end of my presentation just to give you some idea and of course more expensive like the hue lights which are different colors and could really kind of add aesthetic to your space but it really is up to you to kind of figure out what makes sense to incorporate into your home now the other convenience is the thermostat i think a lot of us have already gone in this direction where we do have a smart thermostat whether it's a honeywell or nest Nest is really the best on the market. It is more expensive than the Honeywell, but it gives you some really great options. However, it doesn't always work with your current thermostat. And I'm not an electrician, so I can't help you in that direction. <laughs> but speaking from personal experience in our in our previous home, the Nest didn't work. So we basically just used our regular thermostat, which was okay but lots of options once again if you just kind of do some googling and look at the different price points and whatever whatever works for your home the good thing about nest which is i what i really like in my home is that you can buy relatively inexpensive sensors that look like tiny little white tubes and you can put them in different rooms so for me this is important because i like to keep my children's rooms a little bit warmer than mine and i can do this all on my phone and everything is together on the nest app which makes it really nice and convenient so i won't talk too much about um health because i think we're all pretty familiar with you know medicine dispensers and all that and i feel like um, you know, when we discuss home, it really should be something that kind of makes your experience in home a little bit easier. So um, if you are worried about health, of course, there's lots of really cool tech like a smart bath mat where you can step on it and it sends information about your weight and some other biometrics to your phone. So that's really um, great technology. And of course, a smart scale that you can sync to, to your phone. And other really cool things like controlling your TV. I know that sometimes you just are looking for the remote endlessly. And that's my experience. And so it's kind of nice to say, Alexa, turn on my TV to channel 55. So um, of course, you can do this with other appliances as well. And I'll give you some examples of what those look like. So when we talk about security, you have, once again, a lot of options. Some of the more popular ones are the Nest, the Ring, and the Arlo when it comes to doorbells. I would say if you're really kind of starting to explore the smart home experience, jump in and get a smart doorbell. It really is pretty revolutionary. You, you can talk to the delivery person. You can see who's coming in and out of your home. You can see when the door is open. The alerts are really wonderful. You can look at who's walking around the neighborhood if you want to so it gives you lots of really great options so nest is really top of the line the quality of the display is really good but of course arlo has their own system they they're a little bit of a lag of course for somebody like me that's um a little bit uh, annoying but i don't think it makes a big difference but just a, a smart doorbell is really really great and it could i think really kind of change the way um, you live in your home. You don't have to always be at the door or kind of walk over. So really, really great. And once again, different price points. The ring is probably the least expensive and they're all very easy to install. I would say 20 to 30 minutes, 
So um, you get a YouTube video and it just walks you through the whole process, so very easy. Along the same lines in terms of security, we have the smart locks. Um, and I know that some of the apprehension with the smart lock is that, well, what if somebody hacks it or somebody, uh, or if you forget to, you know, your code or if you forget your phone because it is Wi-Fi connected. The great thing about the, particularly the August Wi-Fi smart lock is that you still have the ability to use your key. So you have the Wi-Fi function, but you also have just your regular key function. So it makes it really nice. This is really great if you are out of town and you want somebody to get into your home, you just unlock the door for them from your phone. So really, really helpful. Uh, along the same lines with Furbo, which is a camera that actually sends treats out. It, it can kind of throw treats out for your pet, which is really fun. And you can see them on the camera and you can see them chase the treat. And of course you can do this remotely and it can be connected to your voice system. And so lots of different options for security. Arlo has a really comprehensive system. You can find it at Best Buy where it's indoor and outdoor security cameras. If you are worried about sort of protecting your home and you don't want to invest in security system that's, that's monthly, this is a really great way. Some other ways to kind of uh, feel more protected in your home with your Nest Protect, which is a sensor and it's a smoke sensor and it lights your way once you go underneath it. So there's some extra options that are thoughtful, which is really kind of what they're going for. So a, a great way to kind of feel um, a, a sense of safety. Much like with the sensors, I have an example on the screen where you can see you can put it, well, this is a, a larger one, but there's smaller sensors where you can put in places where, let's say if you're traveling and you're worried about leaking or something going wrong in your home, um, it will these sensors will notify you automatically that something is wrong in your home. So a really great way to feel safe. And last but not least, fun stuff, right? Smart speakers can be really fun. All of this can be really fun because you can get to play with it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Um, especially with the low-cost devices. And you don't have to necessarily have a voice speaker. I enjoy it because I like to sort of verbalize my commands, but if you are somebody who is more visual, there's a Neo thinking remote, which is really cool. It's a remote control that essentially kind of you tap and you can control your entire home just with this remote. And once again, connect it to all of your peripherals. So a really great way if you're not going down the voice technology route. Um, I would recommend if you are kind of building your smart home to invest in either Apple Music or Amazon Music. I mean, these um, subscriptions are a bit annoying and you have to pay for them, but they do limit your access to music. So if this is something you're passionate about and you want music all around your home, I would definitely suggest that. And then some other fun things like the smart home fragrance, which nobody really needs, let's be honest, but it's really cool. It's called the Pure Smart Home Diffuser. It smells wonderful. It, you just plug it in and you can control it from your from your phone and you can control the intensity. So if somebody's coming over, you can put it up to 10 and your whole, whole uh, home will smell really nice or you can turn it down if you have sensitive noses. And it's also a nightlight that you can change the color, which is really cool. And of course, other fun things that really could be in any of these categories, like a smart crock pot that you can start and control from your phone so you don't actually have to be next to it, a smart grill, which are becoming more and more popular. I think Traeger has one where you can be on the road, you can be shopping at Lowe's or the grocery store, and you remember that you need to heat up your grill before you put the steak on. That's a great way to do that. 
And of course, lots of smart thermometers for your meat that notify you when your meat is done for somebody like me who doesn't know what the temperature of meat should be. So lots of lots of cool things that could be really, really fun. And of course, other peripherals that you may kind of want to explore is the more you get into kind of smart home technology like blind sensors. Um, you can have smart blinds, of course, and those can be more costly, but it's a really interesting and cool way to kind of put up and down your blinds with your phone so you don't have to actually, you know, have a pulley and um, go and change the blinds yourself. You can put a smart sensor on your water valve, which um, is something that I haven't really thought about, but if you are worried about, let's say, your water usage, this is a great way to kind of gauge that on your phone. And a company that I want to highlight, which is relatively inexpensive and is available on Amazon is Wise, W-Y-Z-E. And they have all sorts of smart home peripherals. And I would say explore their options and kind of get a sense of maybe trying some out before you jump into to the more expensive um, technologies. So Wise, they also have a window sensor if you're worried about somebody opening a window or a door and lots of cool smart remote controls as well. Um, some of the frustrations that I know is that some remote remote controls uh, controls actually don't come with voice. And now we're really used to saying, you know, turn on channel 55 or selecting a movie with our voice. And uh, a smart remote, remote control can really give you that option without having it from Verizon or Comcast. And um, lots of other sort of um, interesting kind of peripherals that, like I said, could be fun. Um, and there's lots of cool things you could do with, with, with your voice technology, with your voice speaker, like video enhanced free calling and connecting to a loved one uh, who also has the same type of technology. So I know I went through a lot of different options, but I wanted to give you some ideas of sort of where to start. And like I said, this is kind of my personal experience with smart home technology. I'm also learning and researching more and more because there's lots out there on the market. So um, uh, you can pause uh, on this the video on this uh, buying guide just to give you an idea of some of my favorite uh, things in smart home technologies that I've used, like the smart lock or the smart garage door opener, which is something that has revolutionized our life that you may not think it would, but it's such a such a cool thing to have. Not that it's necessary, but, but very cool. So uh, talking about caring for our loved ones, I did wanna give you a quick overview of the Amazon Care Hub, and I won't take up too much time, but this is something that recently came out from Amazon. And if you are somebody who is a caregiver or you haven't, uh, elderly loved one, or you just want to be able to connect to somebody else and kind of get a sense of what they're doing during the day, the Amazon Care Hub is a pretty cool, innovative idea. So essentially, you invite your family member. Obviously, you both have to have an Alexa device. So Google doesn't offer this option. This is only from Amazon. It is through your mobile phone, and you can choose to have just the speaker or the, the device with the screen. And some, some kind of quick facts about CareHub. So it's a one-to-one -one relationship. So the whole family, let's say, cannot sign on and watch out for your mom who is living alone. This is one-to-one. -one. So it's just Galena and her mom who have accepted this, initiated this relationship between their Alexas and can check in, um, the, you know, Galena can check in on her mom. So it's a one-to-one -one relationship. Um, everybody needs their own Amazon account, so that's something that you need to consider before jumping into CareHub. 
it's absolutely free. It's a free service from Amazon. Obviously, you have to purchase their devices, but this particular service is free and it's high level summary of the interactions. So if your mom is asking Alexa, I don't know, sensitive questions, you will not be able to see those. It's just going to give you some general information about what they're seeking. So entertainment or health related, you will not actually get to see the specific question. So lots of cool features. For example, you can set up a contact sensor on a medicine cabinet to receive an event. So if your mom opens up or done opens up the medicine cabinet, you get an alert that the cabinet has been opened and you do have alerts and you and the person can call for help but you are that help number it does not call 911 so as you can see we are really moving in the direction where these big companies are taking more notice of how can we build an ecosystem in our home how can we care care for others and it has become increasingly much easier to get into the to the home tech space so I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you kind of jump in and, and got some ideas about how to start um, equipping your home and making it smart. Thank you. Very good. Very good, Dr. Reitz. Thank you. A uh, couple questions have come in. Um, how much has smart technology been impacted by COVID? Oh, that's a great question. Well, like I said, from personal experience, I think we are more in our home. So anything from renovating homes, and I think you've seen this um, uh, it's uh, from my research, people are obviously spending more time inside their home. And um, I, I can't give you statistics on, oh, there, is, there has been exponential growth in uh, smart home tech, but I think we're all kind of dabbling with some of these devices and really enjoying them because they are easy to install and use. So even when we go back to our new normal, I think we'll, we'll still be um, very much engaged with the smart home tech because we'll want to know what's going on in our homes even if we're not there. Yeah, so you had mentioned a couple different categories like uh, security and fun and voice. So if somebody's just getting started, I know you kind of just said start playing with it, but is there an area that maybe you should kind of focus on? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it really should be something that you need. And of course, this is relative. Do you really need a smart plug? But um, what is what is the problem that you're trying to solve? So for me, it was the lights. I really didn't feel like going around my entire home and clicking outlets. And um, it was really convenient. And the cool thing is that you can use it not just for lights, but for your coffee maker. So I can turn on my coffee maker and off from you know in the morning when I wake up so I don't actually have to go downstairs. So really the options are endless, particularly with plugs. The cool thing is also you can change your bulbs and they're smart and connect to, to your mobile phone. So you don't actually have to have a plug-in light, you can change the bulbs. So um, I think the plugs are pretty cool because the, you can really use them for, for a lot of different things. Fans, uh, you know, lo lots of cool devices. How much should somebody worry about smart technology getting hacked? I know you, you briefly touched on it, but as far as the security of it. We should always worry about the security of everything. And <laughs> I'm teaching, uh, I'm teaching a, a ethics and privacy and security class this semester, and that's exactly what we're talking about, that honestly, there is no privacy, and it's just a trade-off that you have to accept. And I know that's probably not something people want to hear but yes there is that risk that's not just you and not your family members but somebody else knows how many times you turn your lights on and off how many times you change your thermostat but once again it's really sort of yes you're sacrificing some of your privacy 
but at the same time you are gaining convenience and for me for example maybe nest has understands and knows all of my sort of thermostat changes and how i like to keep my house but at the same time they're saving me a lot of money because they're adjusting it automatically based on my behavior so it's it's a trade-off so if you've got somebody galena or dr reitz excuse me that's watching this um and they have a loved one an aging parent that does not live nearby now you mentioned the amazon care hub for for caregivers they want to get started with a family member what do you recommend they do well i think um thinking about whether this is something the person is open to and accepting I, I try not to sort of throw technology in somebody's home because if they're not interested in it, it will collect that dust and there's no point in having an Alexa care hub. If your loved one never uses it, you will not get any alerts. You will have, you know, this person will not interact with the voice. So I think it's sort of starting slow. So maybe getting one of the less expensive units, putting it in someone's ho home, teaching them how to use it and saying, look, you can turn on the TV, you can turn on the lights, you can play your favorite music, kind of getting them engaged and then going further into actually connecting them to, to the care hub where you have some, some ways to sort of monitor their, their behavior during the day. But I would say, try to make it fun and engaging. Nobody wants to sort of be told what to use, even when it comes to fun technology. Yeah. Last question, Dr. Reitz. Last year, you and I were talking about the balance with the technology companies with regards to focusing on the end user versus just pushing out new technology. Where is that balance as we head into 2021? Oh, wow. I, that's a great question. I think the, the landscape has really changed. You, the users have a lot of power, which is really great. I am all for user-centered design. And I think that's why a lot of the devices are becoming much more customizable, personalizable. You can really make it your own and unique and make it so it really helps with your needs. So I 100% believe that the companies are going in the right direction. Now, when it comes to data and how much data we're sharing with them, that's another question. But in terms of usability and really focusing on the end user experience, it has dramatically changed and I think for, for the best. Very good. Well, Dr. Reitz, how can people find you? You are welcome to drop me an email at gmreitz at umd.edu, and um, I would be happy to chat offline about tech all day. <laughs> Very good. Well, as far as Knowledgeable Aging, um, all of our webinars uh, can be archived on our website. Go to knowledgeableaging.com. Uh, you can go to our YouTube page, type in Knowledgeable Aging. I encourage you to subscribe. We update that four to five times per week. If podcasts are your thing, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Tunes, et cetera. Until next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.